Greetings and welcome to the Table of Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual determines their response to life itself and all it entails. Today I will be going into a little bit about a book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And the title on the front is The Secret to Love That Lasts. I actually received this book um, as, I guess, a gift from my pastor. She was clearing out some of her books and she found this one and there was another one as well. And she gave me the option of choosing from um, from one of them. And um, it was kind of interesting because I had read a book previously and there is also a podcast about it called, um, I believe it's called the How to Listen So People Would Speak or So People Would Talk. So I thought that it would be similar in nature where it looks into the psychological manner in which people respond to 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 situations scenarios um and in this case love i guess um how to relate to people so on the back it says that the secret to love that lasts the question that dr gary chapman asks is how do we meet each other's deep emotional need to feel loved if we can learn that and choose to do it then the love we share will be exciting beyond anything we've ever felt uh, when we were infatuated and then it goes into the five different love languages are for words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. You can actually do a, um, a what is this, a quiz on the internet via Gary Chapman. He has it on, on the internet if you just search for it. And you can discover what it is that you are best suited to which love languages that you relate to most um many years ago i I actually did a test but it wasn't through gary chapman's website and um mine was words of affirmation so it was very interesting when i got to that chapter that specifically spoke about words of affirmation um i was actually reading it last night just to refresh on it and um i'll maybe read a bit of it but this time that i'd done the, the the test again it had changed to quality time. And I have suspicions as to why that is the case, but I just want to go into a few lines here. It says that Mark Twain once said, I can live for two months on a good compliment. If we take Twain literally, six compliments a year would have kept his emotional love tank at the operational level. Um, And also in the book, I just want to make a note, is it does specifically speak about your spouse and partner. But um, when we relate to people in general, we're able to better understand them when we understand how they appreciate appreciation, how you can relay their value to to you of them uh, in such a way that they understand. So he says that your spouse will probably need more. One way to express love emotionally is to use words that build up. Solomon, the author of the ancient Hebrew wisdom literature, wrote, The tongue has the power of life and death. Many couples have never learned the tremendous power of verbally affirming each other. Solomon further noted, An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Verbal compliments or words of appreciation are powerful communicators of love. They are the best expressed in simple, straightforward, straightforward statements of affirmation, such, such as, You look sharp in that suit. Do you ever look hot in that dress? Wow, amazing. I really like how you are always on time to pick me up at work. Thanks for getting the babysitter lined up tonight. I want you to know that I don't take that for granted. I love how you are so responsible. I feel like I can count on you. What would happen to the emotional climate of a marriage if the husband and wife heard such words of affirmation regularly? Several years ago, I was sitting in my office with a door open and the lady walking down the hall said, Have you got a minute? Sure, come in. She sat down and said, Dr. Chapman, I've got a problem. I can't get my husband to paint our bedroom. I've been after him for nine months. I have tried everything I know and can't get him to paint it. 
My first thought was, lady, you are at the wrong place. I am not a paint contractor. But I said, tell me about it. She said, well, last Sunday was a good example. You remember how pretty it was? Do you know what my husband did all day long? He worked on updating his computer. So what did you do? I went in there and said, Dan, I don't understand you. Today would have been the perfect day to paint the bedroom. And here you are working on your computer. So did he paint the bedroom? I inquired. No, it's still not painted and I don't know what to do. Let me ask you a question. I said, are you opposed to computers? No, but I want the bedroom painted. Are you certain that your husband knows that you want the bedroom painted? I know he does, she said. I have been after him for nine months. Then let me ask you one more question. Does your husband ever do anything good? Like what? Oh, like t taking the garbage out or getting bugs off the windshield of the car you drive or putting gas in the car or paying the electric bill or hanging up his coat? Yes, she said. He does some of those things. Then I have two suggestions. One, don't ever mention painting the bedroom again. I repeated, don't ever mention it again. I don't see how that's going to help, she said. Look, you just told me that he knows that you want the bedroom painted. You don't have to tell him anymore. He already knows. The second suggestion is that I have uh, the, the second suggestion I have is that the next time your husband does anything good, give him a verbal compliment. If he takes the garbage out, say, "Dan, I want you to know that I really appreciate you taking the garbage out." Don't say, "About time you took the garbage out. The flies were going to carry it out for you." If you pay, if you see him paying the electric bill, Put your hand on his shoulder and say, Dan, I really appreciate you paying the electric bill. I hear that there are husbands that don't do that. And I want you to know that I really appreciate it. Or I really appreciated you taking the kids off my hands when I had finished that project. Every time he does something good, give him a verbal compliment. I don't see how that's going to get the bedroom painted. I said, you asked for my advice. Have it. It's free. She wasn't happy with me when she left. Three weeks later, however, she came back to my office and said, it worked. She said that she learned that verbal compliments are far greater motivators than nagging words. I'm not suggesting verbal flattery in order to get your spouse to do something you want. The object of love is not getting someone you want uh, to do something for you, but the well-being of the one you love. It is a fact, however, that when we receive affirming words, we are far more likely to be motivated to reciprocate and do something our spouse desires. So that was just what I wanted to read from that certain chapter. Um, but in principle, uh, whenever we are interacting with people, we must make effort to celebrate others every way that we can. And um, just trying to find out the different ways that people appreciate one another and we're able to better relate to them in that manner. Um, so whether it's your boss or your child or your friend or uh, your spouse or whatever it is, when we are willing to take a, a moment and to understand the way that they appreciate appreciation we're better able to actually um, value and show value to other people and to to really celebrate their presence in our lives and it also does motivate them to become the better versions of themselves so that's all from me i do hope that this was beneficial and, and that maybe you'll pick this book up or do the test um, and see how it changes your way of interacting with people have a great day and cheers <laughs>